0: Hey, I'm Carlos Prieto, and throughout this week, we're bringing back some of the most relevant and most important episodes of Politico Energy from this year. Today, we're exploring whether hydrogen can become a truly clean energy source. We'll be back with new episodes in the new year. Happy holidays and talk to you soon.
1: I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and this is Politico Energy.
0: So what is the hype? about hydrogen. It's the most abundant element in the universe. For the past decades, everyone's been saying, oh, it's just around the corner. They're nearly there. Hydrogen fuel cells
1: represent one of the most encouraging, innovative technologies of our era. In the search for clean energy sources and the fight against climate change, scientists have been looking at hydrogen as a potential part of the solution. Hydrogen, a source that, in theory, could be carbon-free.
0: Hydrogen is, as its molecular form, which is actually not the most common form, as a molecular form, it's an energy carrier. It's like a battery.
1: On our planet, it can be produced using several internal resources, such as fossil fuels, like natural gas and
0: coal. Green hydrogen is hydrogen that's been produced exclusively from renewable power.
1: But while a single water particle contains two parts of hydrogen, A single particle of methane contains double that, which means that where we get this hydrogen can considerably reshape its environmental impact. So today.
0: Because there's already so much infrastructure for natural gas, blue hydrogen has been often touted as like kind of a transition going to, you know, a net zero future. But we are seeing a lot of studies recently predicting the costs for the production of green hydrogen to go down quite substantially um, in the future.
1: Politico's Matthew Choi on the complicated question over how clean hydrogen really is.
0: So there are different ways to produce hydrogen to begin with. um, And they kind of have these color-coded names based on the environmental impact they have. Gray hydrogen is produced from uh, fossil fuels, most frequently from natural gas, and that involves uh, producing a lot of carbon, which is then released into the atmosphere. Blue hydrogen um, is a similar process, but uses uh, carbon capture and sequestration to kind of capture that carbon so it doesn't go into the atmosphere and is you know, stored or used for something else. And then green hydrogen, which is very expensive and very energy intensive, uh, derives hydrogen um, from water and it requires you know, a substantial amount of energy and is pretty cost prohibitive right now. So 96% of hydrogen is generated from fossil fuels. Uh, currently
1: so blue hydrogen is propped up by some as a bridge cleaner source but is it
0: so blue hydrogen uh, does answer or at least respond to one of the biggest concerns with gray hydrogen in that you know we're releasing all this carbon directly into the atmosphere which is um, you know one of our biggest goals is to eliminate carbon emissions and it is substantially uh, cheaper than uh, g- green hydrogen also there's a lot of uh, natural gas infrastructure in this country and a lot of proponents of blue hydrogen say that you know a lot of that infrastructure could actually be be pretty easily adapted for uh, hydrogen production. So in those regards, there are some really great things going for it. But, you know, if you take a closer look at, I, I guess, you know, the longer lifetime cycle of the production of blue hydrogen, it does get a little bit more complicated.
1: Mm, what do you mean by that?
0: So uh, there is this pretty big study that peer reviewed study that, uh, Caused quite a splash last week from uh, researchers uh, Robert Howarth and Mark Jacobson, um, that kind of went into you know looking at the overall environmental impact of the entire uh, life cycle of production of uh, blue hydrogen, and I found that you know even though. Uh, CCS was able to mitigate a lot of the emissions, it doesn't actually capture all the emissions. um, And actually, the carbon emissions were only about 9 to 12% less than for gray hydrogen. Um, Another thing is that because blue hydrogen requires a lot of natural gas, um, natural gas can produce a lot of methane emissions. And actually, uh, because a lot of natural gas was used to kind of power the uh, carbon capture uh, technology— Um, they found that methane emissions were actually greater for blue hydrogen than for gray.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, the infrastructure deal that the Senate passed last month, was hydrogen included in that?
0: It was. Um, So they provided uh, $8 billion would go to the creation of regional clean hydrogen hubs. Um, But, you know, a pretty big distinction here is that uh, they say clean hydrogen hubs, not necessarily green hydrogen. And it seems to be that like a lot of focus is actually in the production of blue hydrogen. Um, you know, two of those uh, regional hubs, they specify, must be in regions with the greatest natural gas resources in this country. So it isn't necessarily you know, a unilateral massive push for uh, green hydrogen now. And so this study does actually kind of give a bit of ammo to some environmentalists who are um, a little bit more hesitant on using uh, really kind of any kind of fossil fuels.
1: For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com morningenergy. If you want to support our show, the best way to do it is by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And while you're there, check out some of our other shows like Politico Dispatch and Politico Playbook Deep Dive. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino.